through the summer, and uh, this episode is uh, dedicated to, uh, I was going to say dogs, but it goes beyond dogs, uh, as, as you'll hear. Um, so, in recent weeks... Uh, there's just been a lot going on with with uh, not only my pet, my dog, my boxer dog, but uh, oddly, so many of my friends, dogs and cats. Um, this summer's been the summer of uh, tough, tough things happening with people's pets. Um, and I just think, I mean, maybe it gets talked about. I don't know about you guys, but I can't watch those Disney movies about dogs and stuff. They just, just too much. <laughs> it's bad enough when it happens in real life. I can't watch a movie about it. Uh, there was a movie with, and you guys know, if you're a listener, that I love time travel movies. And there's a movie that came out with Dennis Quaid last year about a dog that basically lives a whole bunch of lives and, and keeps coming back to the same owner. I can't watch that. It's too much. But, uh, you know, if you, if you're thinking about getting a pet and you've never had one, especially if you have kids, I highly recommend it, but you have to be prepared to get a very quick lesson in uh, unconditional love and also the shortness of life and uh, how you need to be mindful that it's precious and, and fleeting um I don't know. I didn't. I didn't know exactly how to go about this, but I want to talk about uh, a couple of a couple of dogs. <laughs> uh, one, uh, you know, my first dog, and this this is kind of sets it up, right? So, when I was a little kid, my parents had a dog that they had before I was born, and that dog lived until I was sixteen. So I never really knew life without that dog, and when that dog passed away. I mean, first of all, that's a long time for a dog to live. And it was just a mutt, you know, just a poodle kind of mixy, cute little black and white dog. She was super sweet. And, um, you know, I'd never really known life without that dog. And when she passed away, I just, I, 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 it's the silence of not having a dog around just killed me. And uh, I don't know how long it was after that, that my parents ended up getting another dog. But that wasn't, like, my dog. She was their dog, and 
she was great. You know, it was, it was a cute little dog. It was a funny little dog. They had it while I was in college one time. It was a really excitable dog, especially when it would see me. I'd come home from college and it would get crazy. And, and uh, one of the funniest things one time, uh, that dog's name was Buffy. And, and my roommate came home with me one day for a trip, you know, do laundry or whatever. And the dog would get so excited when they see my buddy, my roommate. And she actually shot a little little turd out of her butt. She was so excited she couldn't control it and just shot this little BB out of her butt. We laughed about it. We still laugh about that. I'm laughing about that now. It was like 30 years ago. But that dog was cute, really sweet. Uh, and, you know, when that dog passed away, you, you think, I can't do this again. I can't take this pain again. I can't you know, bury another dog. And uh, if you're a dog person, you just keep coming back to it. You can't not have that presence in your life. Um, you know, they say man's best friend. They're not lying. Like if you, if you, chain, if you train a dog and you, you uh, bond with a dog, there's just nothing, nothing better that, than, than having that dog greet you when you come home and it's not, you know, it's not because you need attention or something. It's just, it's just this little love engine that is just so excited. Even if you leave for two minutes, they can't tell time. So that could have been 10 days. It could have been 10 minutes. It doesn't matter. The dog's excited to see you. And that is just, uh, a daily reminder of just how special that, that bond is. And so, you know, when I became an adult and uh, moved on my own uh, and moved out to California, actually, we got a dog and we got a rescue dog from the L.A. Boxer Rescue. Uh, I highly recommend it if, if you're in the L.A. area and, and you want a dog. It's a beautiful service. Um, so we got this rescue dog and you know, it was interesting because when you go to the boxer rescue, you have to make an appointment and you have to be basically be screened that you're going to take care of the dog and all that stuff. So, you know, we made an appointment and picked the dogs that we wanted to potentially see, but they can only tell you so much about the dog. And a lot of times those rescue dogs, maybe they've been abused, maybe they're, you know, older or, you know, have issues or, or whatnot. So you're, you're taking on a project. And um, the dog that we had chosen to kind of uh, potentially adopt when we met with that dog, it just had a lot of problems. And and we were first time dog owners as adults and we just weren't ready for, for it. But man, it was so disappointing because we drove all the way out there. And if you know, the LA area, it's out in Sunland, which is kind of, kind of far away from the burbs where, where we live. And, um, you know, you drive all the way out there thinking I'm going to leave here with a dog. And, and we're like, yeah, we can't do it. I don't think we can take this on. It's too much for, you know, young new dog owners. And, uh, as we were getting ready to leave, uh, these people pulled up with a dog and, and were returning the dog because that's the other thing that's really cool about the LA boxer rescue is if for some reason, you know, it doesn't work out, you can't get rid of the dog. You have to bring it back to the LA boxer rescue. So it can be replaced, replaced with a new family. Um, and we're just standing there out on the street. I'll never forget. And, uh, this family 
was bringing the dog back because they had adopted a kid and the, the kid turned out to be allergic to the dog. And they were, you know, heartbroken, but they, they brought the dog back and this dog came right up to me and just kind of curled around my legs and, and, uh, it's like, Oh, who's this? Can we, can we take this one? You know, we got the story and uh, on that dog and, um, we brought her home and she was just the sweetest thing, just the sweetest thing. She was so happy to be home and comfy and relaxed and, and, uh, you know, we knew that she was just going to be our, our dog. And, um, you know, she, she was probably four or five years old when we, when we got her. And, um, we came to find out that, uh, you know, boxers are without a doubt, some of the sweetest dogs in the world. They're so good with kids. They're so sweet. They're like clowns. They're silly. Um, they're just the best, coolest breed, uh, of dog, but man, they have so many health problems and they don't live long. And, you know, that dog got pretty sick, um, physically sick, uh, I should have warned people this is going to be not the most exciting, happy episode. It's going to be kind of sad. But, um, yes, that dog got kind of sick. It basically had what's the equivalent of, uh, like, multiple sclerosis, but for dogs. And she lost the use of her back legs. And, and, oh, boy, it was hard to watch and hard to deal with. And we, you know, were new to California. We were new to dogs. We were new to all of this. And, um you know, we're like, let's do whatever we can to, to help this sweet dog. And, and we got, we got the dog acupuncture, which seemed to really help for a long time and, and make her feel better. Uh, but it eventually got to be just too much. Um, so we had to put her, put her down and, um, you know, we did it. We, the doctor came to our house, the vet came to our house to, to, to put her down. And it was a, you know, heartbreaking, but you know, dogs kind of tell you when they're ready to go. And, uh, you know, she passed away quietly with, you know, in our arms and as happy as I guess you can be in that state and relieved. And, you know, it was a, it was a gut punch cause it was, we'd only really had her for about 18 months at that time. And so, kind of made the decision like, Hey, you know, we really like boxers, but I can't adopt another one and only have a year or 18 months with them. It's not long enough. Like I, I want a long term dog. Um, so we ended up, uh, going to a breeder, which, you know, a lot of people have problems with that because there's so many dogs to be adopted. I get it. Um, but, uh, we wanted to have a puppy and raise it from the beginning and, and be with that dog. And we, you know, we're starting a family at the time. And so we did that and we, we got, uh, our second boxer. Um, her name was Matilda and she was a sweet, sweet pup. Um, and we had, uh, we had about seven years with her before she started to have issues. And the first issue she had was she tore her ACL. Um, she was a super athletic dog would, you know, play ball for hours and hours and just, just run like the wind. She just loved it. And, you know, one day she just made a bad turn and tore her ACL. 
And we got that fixed because, you know, it's a, it's a structural thing. And uh, that went really well. It was, you know, sort of expensive, but, you know, I, I would probably do that again if I had to. Um, and she was good. The recovery was, you know, rough and, and took a while. But after a month or two, she was pretty good. She was good to go. Um, but shortly thereafter, maybe six months in, um, you know, she developed uh, what's called mast cell tumors. And uh, she had cancer. And, um, you know, we went to the doctors, we went to the vet, and we said, you know, well, if there's hope, if there's something you can do, you know, let's do it, let's treat her. And, uh, you know, I think with dogs, with veterinary medicine, because the dog can't talk, there's a lot of guesswork. Um, They do what they can, but there's a lot of guesswork. And um, it was extremely expensive, even with pet insurance, to, to have that treatment done. And at the end of the day, her last few months of life were pretty miserable um, between the treatments and the the operations to remove some of them and, you know, the medicines that she was on made her really loopy and tired and she just wasn't herself. She was really sad. And uh, she finally, you know, developed, even though we did do chemo for that dog, she finally just developed these uh, really invasive, nasty tumors and, and uh, had to put her down. And that was brutal because, you know, now we had the opposite of the first experience. Now we had a dog for nine and a half years that both my children grew up around. Um, and uh, when she was gone, the silence was just deafening, deafening in the house. And um, so I went back again to the same breeder and, and uh, got another puppy that's our current dog, Laverne. And uh, right at the beginning of the summer here, she's seven now, and uh, right at the beginning of the summer, I noticed this little bump on her side, and and that was exactly how it started with Matilda, with the the mast cell. I was like, oh, man. Here we go again. Um, You know, We learned a lot from the first time going through it about what we would and wouldn't do a second time around. Um, And as it turns out, you know, it's it's not mast cell, but we don't know what it is now. Um, And we're kind of in that that period now where we're trying to figure out what's wrong with her. And um, as that's happening, one of my best friends in the world reached out and... um, let me know that his boxer now is, is sick. He didn't know what it was a couple of weeks ago, but now he knows that it's it's cancer. And, and uh, you know, it's just these dogs, they, they come into your life and they, and they create space for you to understand what, what unconditional love looks like and... and uh, they understand emotion on a level that I think, you know, is really even hard for a lot of humans to, to comprehend. And they comfort you when you're sad and they nuzzle up to you when, when you need them to. And, uh, 
it's just the worst when they get sick because you don't know how to help them. The vet doesn't know how to help them necessarily. They can try stuff, but, you know, uh, yeah, it's just the worst. And, you know, within the last two or three weeks, my buddy's dog, Franny, is sick. Um, my dog's sick. And two of my good friends, two comics that I'm really close to, my buddy Sam, he lost his cat. Uh, and, you know, I think his his cat, Kimbo, was, was a big part of his life uh, for a long time and, and a companion to him. To hear him say it kind of acted like a dog. <laughs> uh, and my good friend Kim Crawl lost her best friend, Henry, who's also a cat that, you know, she loved and cared for. And, and they, they just become a special part of your life. And, uh, my other friend, Chris lost his dog a couple weeks ago. So it's been, it's been a brutal summer for, for pet ownership in, in the circles of, of people that I know. And, um, I just don't, I don't know if there's anything that compares to this kind of loss. I mean, obviously people and loved ones are, are a big, are a big deal, but, uh, unless it's immediate family or something like that, I don't think you're as close to everybody in your life. Uh, like you get with your, with your dog, they see you at your best. They see you at your worst. They, they depend on you and they just love, man. They just are little love machines. And it's such a cruel joke that they can't stick around for long. Uh, so I hate to be a downer, but I just wonder if anybody else is going through something similar. Um, and I send all my good vibes out to you. If you are, and please send some my way and to all my friends' way that, that are having these issues with their, with their pups and their kitties right now. Um, yeah, weird, weird times, but man, they are, they are man and woman's best friend, you know, dogs, dogs and cats. Um, that's why they're here, I guess, you know, to, to, to serve that purpose for us. And, and I don't really want to know life without pets like that. And, and if, if it's the time for my dog to go, I will get another one because I can't stand the silence of them not being around. Um, and, uh, <sighs> I had a friend, my good friend Brian, who had a cat who ended up being, I think, 23 years old when she passed away. Rainy. That's a long time. That's a long time for a cat. And she was a very special cat. And uh, 
There's no replacing that. There just is no replacing that in your life. But you got to make room for, for the next one. And it teaches you lessons about life and love and, and uh, how to care for something outside of yourself. So if you're listening and you've never had a pet, they're going to break your heart, but they're also going to make your life better. So, a tip of the LaCroix to uh, all the dogs and cats out there that are helping us get through life. And um, thank you for listening to Peace of Chaos. Uh, hopefully we'll have some more uplifting messages in the next couple of weeks. I, I, I do want to tell you guys about my East Coast vacation uh, that I was on. Um, but not today. This is all I could think about. And uh, so thank you for listening. Be well. I'll catch you next week. Spider Boom.